Hi, everyone, and welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is the show where we take a K drama and we break it down four episodes at a time. This week, we started a new drama. Yes, we started uh, Hotel de Luna, which is currently a pretty big one, I think. Like, this one has been on my radar for a while at least and i'm really excited to be watching it because of that just because it's been on my periphery good job raquel uh anyway it's also so far very good i have i am enjoying a lot about it i'm excited to talk about it i'm excited to talk about it too i like it so much like you said it's been very popular for a while i think it came out in 2019 so it hasn't been out for that long and i think i started it when it first started airing and i got an episode and a half in and i was like i can't we have to watch it for the podcast i can't watch it alone it's so good Yeah, they do a lot of really, really unexpected things. One thing off the bat that I really like that they do about it or do with it is um, I like the almost Beauty and the Beast-esque feel to the plot without being repetitive. You know, it is not exactly Beauty and the Beast, but it's one of those things where the things they did flip from Beauty and the Beast have no clue if they actually use that as any inspirations, but they the things I did flip were some of the like my least favorite things about Beauty and the Beast. So it's great. Like I like that the Beast is the female because it comes with a lot less creepy, rapey connotations. Which is not to say that that can't happen, and I am not invalidating that in any way. Wow, already getting really dark. Um, but I I like that she is the one that's more beastly and kind of holding him hostage in the situation a little bit, but he comes around. Don't worry, everybody. Spoiler alert. He comes around really fast. Yeah. Uh, By like episode three, he's like, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to protect you. I really like that as well because it's uh, kind of a classic masculine, quote unquote, uh, trope to be like, I'm going to protect you. You're a small female person, and I, a big strong man, will protect you. And I like that they kind of invalidated that right off the bat by being like, he's a scaredy cat. She's really the one protecting him all the time. And they do it mostly for comedy, so I think they play it off really safely. They're not stepping on any toes. They're making it fun. They're keeping it light. Yeah, yeah. They Nothing has been line-crossing in any way in areas that it definitely could be it's there's no trope overplayed or any like strengths to the show underplayed so far at least like all of it's really good um this show is visually stunning stunning oh my god the lighting i mean everything we got wallpapers we got lighting We got special effects. Those are on point. Look at you guys go. Yeah, that's CGI Tiger. Um, At one point, there's a ghost who is a tiger, and they CGI that tiger in, and the budget on their CGI must be 
way up there, honestly, because that thing looked super real. That was a very good tiger. Mm -hmm. We had a hawk in like the very first scene of the show that I wasn't quite there with, but I was like, it's a K-drama, it's a TV show, they're not going to... You know, they're not going to have that high a CGI budget. And then five minutes later, they construct a house in like a tornado. What? (laughs) Okay, that's where the budget went. I mean, obviously the hawk was very well done, not trying to shade the hawk. But my expectations were set low and then just blown away by every other CGI scene. Yep. Yeah. All of it's so good. Um, the the artistic shots that you get sometimes. For some reason, the one there's a lot, but the one that's standing out the most um, is she is standing in front of. They're not even at the hotel De Luna. They are at a re- what's supposed to be a real life hotel in a real life area, but she's standing in front of like a pool area. He had just been attacked by the ghost uh, in the suit of armor. And behind her, there's these trees with red leaves. And they're really subtle, but she's wearing a sleek outfit, which we do definitely need to get into fashion at some point in this episode. Obviously, we've got plenty of time. Um, but she's she looks so dangerous. She looks really dangerous and really sleek and she's behind her is almost this just framing of like the moon and these trees with red leaves, like blood red leaves. And it looks amazing. That is so cool. I don't think I remember that scene. That's uh it's not one of super many. surprising. Yeah. Yeah. It got drowned out in uh, the million other beautifully curated scenes. Yeah. Oh. They did such a good job. Like, we talked about the CGI being so cool, but everything in this show is so visually calculated to serve some purpose, like, to give a feeling and a tone for each scene that is just so cool. Most of it's supposed to be very scary, I think, and I think... They do a great job of it. Yeah. If you guys have been listening to a lot of our episodes, it hasn't been that long since we did... What was that show called? Lovely Horribly. We recently did... Hor- or is it Lovely yeah. Horribly? Okay. Yeah. Um, and we did it around October, like Halloween time, because we wanted to be spooked. And it very rarely spooked me. I think we talked about how uh, you'd watch it at night. Um <laughs> To kind of try and get a little bit more spook factor in there. Uh, This one I was just watching before we hopped on to record. I watched the last, I had watched all but like five minutes of the episode. And uh, so I watched the last five minutes of the fourth episode. And it was properly spooky. Very well done. They have so, such tactful like build up and suspense. And then the scare. Yeah. And the scare's never like a jump scare. It's like a solid, like, you are entombed in fear. Yeah. It surrounds you. Oh. They build the atmosphere so up. Scary. Yeah. They build that atmosphere up until you're suffocating in the scare. And it's cool. Yeah. Oh. I love horror. 
so much. And I love very specifically psychological horror, not jump scares so much, but straight up like make me fear for sanity and, you know, that very like Cthulhu type um immerse you in horror that's my favorite type of i live for it i it's kind of the only part of me that's an actual adrenaline junkie is the part of me that loves to like play terrifying video games that make me afraid to move forward and so i love that they are hitting that mark so hard it's so good oh it's so good um there are a lot of things there are a lot of feelings that I'm feeling in this show, and I'm loving it. Yeah. I think that's where I'm supposed to be at. Just since we just talked about it, there was a lot going on in the last 10 minutes of episode four. And I hate to jump to the end, but here we are. So I had started to really like and trust everyone who worked in the hotel. Yeah. And somehow, Homeboy is... <laughs> 500 years old, 500 years dead, and he is still like, you know what, my time here is way more important than this this home slice, uh, put him in the tomb. Like, what? Yeah, it's a little bit rough in the sense that you want there to be uh, not even necessarily redeeming qualities in all of your se- secondary characters. Once again, if y'all have been here for at least one other k-drama then you know that me and emily live for secondary characters live and die for them i love learning about them and getting their story but also i do prefer when the secondary characters are not sociopaths definitely my favorite secondary characters are the non-sociopathic ones and these ones have proven themselves i trusted them i liked them And at the last second, they're like, nope, throw him off the cliff. We need to stay here longer. To do what? I don't even remember. Okay, tell me what the scholar's doing. What is he waiting for? I think we haven't, we have purposefully not learned what he's waiting for. Like, he kept trying to say what he was waiting for. And the other people kept cutting him off whenever he tried to present his story. And so, finally... They said, we need to get back to work. And he said, all right, we'll come to the bar sometime and I'll tell you my story. So as far as I'm aware, unless I missed a chunk of time, uh, we haven't learned his story. I'm hoping we haven't missed it or I haven't missed a chunk of time. I was watching. So I woke up at 430 this morning, um, which is a huge bummer. And I just started watching the K-drama instead of going back to sleep. <laughs> but I, was, I did doze off for I think what were 10 second chunks of time, but okay, yeah. Same. I was using the 10 second skip a little too much. Um, <laughs> the liberal 10 second skip. Liberal 10 second skip. I'm sorry. Raquel surprised me with this recording. I was too excited to say no. I just wanted to talk about this drama. And here we are not knowing what the, the oldest ghost is doing at the hotel. But I feel like you're probably right. Maybe we're not supposed to know yet. So suck it, homeboy, and just let our male lead live. Yeah. Like, or find a different alternative. I guess what I believe is that I understand their motivations for wanting to stay because they all have been waiting hundreds of years to reach whatever pen- penultimate ghost moment they're looking for i don't know um anyway 
I, I can sympathize with that, but it's a lot for them to just decide that the best way is to not even kill someone, because killing is rough, but to actually rob them of their mind. It's a big... worse than murder, I'd say, in yeah. some ways. Arguably worse than murder. So cool, guys. Uh, <laughs> very hard to like you right off the bat. Yeah, especially because the other two seemed pretty decent. Um, the female, two, like 200-year-old ghost seems kind of vengeful. She's waiting for the rest of her family that she's angry with to die, which is... I'm sick and most mad at her. Yeah. Okay, I'm mad at the bartender because he's the oldest, so I expected the most from him. Mm -hmm. I'm second most mad at her because she wears a nice face. Like, she has that scene that establishes what the hotel is for, where she's going around and catering to all the different guests. And you're like, this lady is so sweet, taking care of each of the ghosts, like, calmly and maturely. She's just being like, I'm here for you. I'm sorry you passed in such a brutal way. Take your time healing before you move on to the afterlife. And you really get on her team. Then she starts sharing secrets with Chan Sung. And you're like, this lady. Okay, she's got our backs. Yeah. And then she turns on you. That's, oh. That's a lot. She might actually be worse than a bartender. P.O. can do no wrong. P.O. is the actor who plays <laughs> the bellhop. I don't know if any of these three have names, but <laughs> yeah. I'm not expected to memorize them. So that is P.O. to me. <laughs> and he is the angel baby, and I love him. He can do no wrong, so he's good with me. Preach, yes. Um, that said, I was a little bit shocked. I guess I was. there was a part of me that was more shocked with him simply because he was the one that was starting to think of uh, the main the male protagonist as a friend and he's also the i would even argue the the shortest term dead so i would argue the most connected to his humanity and it was hard for him to just not be worried about losing that or being maybe not the best per person I also think that maybe there's an argument to be made for the fact that they are around death so long that they don't think about death as being a terrible or, I guess, the worst thing. But also, it's hard because, yeah, once again, kind of going back to the fact that they weren't just murdering him. It wasn't just death, which you could argue they don't see so problematically. Yeah, but like... Yeah actually driving him to madness so that he cannot function as a person but is not dead seems worse guys mm -hmm. yeah i think po gets a little pass because i don't think he was in on the planning committee True. of how to take down chansung it seemed like he took the route of like finding out about the plan and then not moving against the plan yeah. Which is not great. We know from classic hero movies that those who do not fight for justice and let the wrongdoings happen are just as bad as those doing the wrongdoings. But uh, when you watch it, it definitely doesn't seem like he's as bad as those doing the wrong. So... Yeah, as committed. Yeah. And I know that there's a part of me that's grateful, or I guess will be grateful down the line when I hopefully am 
really rooting for the main couple that she was the one to go and rescue him. But there was a part of me that was hoping it would be the scholar or the angry, vengeful woman um, that I, I guess kind of a moment of redemption where they were obviously showing regret and then they go and get him and then everyone has to kind of confront the fact that she being um, Manuel, is that her name? Yeah. Is, I don't know, kind of something that she has to confront later when she's in love with him as well, that she didn't go back for him. I don't know. Here for the drama, clearly. Making it up as I go along. <laughs> but I mean, you're here for the good, good friendships as well. And yeah. I feel like that would have been a really interesting, like, I want to say like a strong start to a friendship to be like, we stabbed you in the back, but uh, you made us a better person by being someone that we liked enough to care about your well-being more than our own selfish reasons for staying on Earth. Like, let's get into that. Yeah. But uh, I'm here for the romance as well. It's cool that she saved him, yeah. I guess. That's fine. (laughs) Yeah, I actually do. I'm kind of working my way up into really appreciating their romance so far. I do wish... I think you'll disagree with me on this because it's something we always fundamentally disagree on. I like <laughs> I like it when it's a little bit more drawn out when they make us there's no slow burn. Yeah, no, they're this is the full speed ahead. <laughs> I am terrified. Something bad's gonna happen. They are going too fast. Mm-hmm. They cannot kiss at the end of episode four. By the end of episode eight, one of them's gonna be dead. Yeah, and I, I can't handle it. Why yeah. are you going so quickly? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I worry. I also think about that thing where um, I worry that a lot, it's something that a lot of K dramas do, and I will not condemn this one to it necessarily before it happens, but I will mention something I've noticed with K dramas that don't provide any amount of slow burn or don't kind of give us the slow creep into a real relationship is that they start to manufacture discourse and drama within the relationship to like break them up halfway through. And yeah. depending on how they cultivate that particular plot, it often causes me to no longer root for the main couple because sometimes it makes it feel like a toxic relationship that shouldn't happen. Yeah. You start to root against them almost, being mm-hmm. given so many reasons to think that they are yeah, better off not together yeah and it just oh it ruins everything so please don't hotel delena if you're taking orders our <laughs> request is humble please do not stir drama within these cute kids relationship yeah there's a lot going on with them already they can't handle anymore yeah that you have you not given them enough just like dead people to cope with that we also have to cope with dead relationships as well dead people there's like freaking past lives going on there's a tree there's a lot happening with their relationship and yeah i feel like if you listed them out on a piece of paper you'd be like this is the budding of a slow burn romance like we have all the pieces that will make them be together forever by the end of the show so why don't we just draw it out so it makes you nervous of why aren't they just drawing this out? Yeah. Why are they pushing them together so quickly? Maybe they'll pump the brakes a little bit. Who knows? I think the Got one it. 
the one way that they could pump the brakes for me that maybe wouldn't make it feel so toxic but would add quite a bit of complication that would be difficult to resolve is to a have her meet up with the guy the ghost from the past like if he's still around which would be buck wild and there's a part of me that hopes that uh, our main character is his name chan Xiao. yeah um I'm hoping that maybe he's the reincarnation or something. I don't know. It feels a little too cliche, but it's also one of the the romantic in me does want that for them. But it, I think it would add very interesting conflict if he wasn't. And then the ghost shows up and they have to really confront um, her past versus her present and uh, like deal with that drama. It, I think it would be very good. It's so stressful, but very good. Very I, good. I normally hate love triangles, but I think I could do that one maybe. Yeah. A love triangle where one's dead, one's alive, and one's somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. How do we deal? How do we even deal? I'm intrigued more than I am angry. <laughs> so let's, let's make that happen. Because otherwise, you're going to do something stupid. Okay? And don't. Don't do something stupid. Just do our idea, which is brilliant. We're so good at this. They never do. They never do. We're so good at this. No one ever listens. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Really quick, uh, probably what we should have started with, but our first episodes are always all over the place. Um, How do you like our two main characters? I like them a lot. I think they're fun. Um, That's about all I've got. They're fairly two-dimensional so far. And I think there's so much story going on that is slowly weaving its way into something that it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay that we don't really know them super well yet. We just know one's a beast and she's got quite the backstory and we're really excited to be there for her and see it all unravel and then one's a chicken boy who is very kind and a little too caring for how chicken he is yeah. and it's comedy he's adorable he's sometimes strong and i like it yeah how do you feel i love how spicy she is she is one spicy chicken nugget and he is one McDonald's chicken nugget. Um, <laughs> just the, the opposite. Just the yeah. plainest, plainest chicken nugget. But I also really, really like them, actually. Yeah, I, I definitely agree that right now they're pretty two-dimensional. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that they are able to correctly play out her attitude in a way that makes me um root for her which is not to say that i've written her off necessarily i actually really like her attitude right now but i think as the story progresses if she continues to simply be standoffish and angry it will play itself out and i just won't want to hear about it anymore i think she's two-dimensional in a really good way right now She's got a lot of character development to build towards, and they've done so much work with 
these flashback scenes and the dream scenes where you see that she was a real person who was also a spicy chicken nugget, (laughs) but in the best way. She was a real person with real feelings and a full range of normal human emotions. And I think that gives good backstory to why she is the way she is now. But modern day Manuel is a little bit a little bit of a blank slate and we're excited to see where she goes. I yeah. think they've done a great job with that. What they've lacked so far in getting me to really see the characters so early on in the show, personality wise, they've made up for in the way that she dresses. So <laughs> That's, they really carry the show with the fashion. Yeah. I love her clothes. I love them. None of them are anything I would or could possibly wear. I am such a casual, like freaking I fit in, let's just say that currently right now in my life, I live in the Pacific Northwest and I embody the Pacific Northwest. Give me my, (laughs) give me my jeans. Um, But that said, I will always envy people who can almost effortlessly wear just like high fashion, high luxury items of clothing and make it look yeah, just like effortless and beautiful and like they're meant to be in those clothes. She's got Victorian necklines on all of her dresses and I don't think anyone can pull that off except this billionaire ghost hotel CEO. Yeah. And she does it flawlessly. Flawlessly. And then turning it around and looking at past her in just her like grungy ancient bandit clothes uh she still looks unreal so i do think that part of it has to do with the fact that she is a very very lovely looking person but also yeah. uh damn do they just like play up all of her strengths like she looks so elegant constantly it's buck wild to it, it's she's a force to be reckoned with visually it's amazing the character that they've Visually built. Visually stunning. Just, yes. It almost makes me angry because we have <laughs> a fashion section and it feels like we're done. Like we're over. Mm-hmm. We can't talk about fashion. We're not allowed when she is dressed like that. Yeah. Because we have nothing to say. Yeah. She is just above us in every conceivable measure. And how are we supposed to like rate her? on a scale of 1 to 10, when she's an 11 in every scene. <laughs> I will just quit the fashion section. Like, stop. Yeah, um, so we'll try and bring back... Uh, I should not look away when I talk. Um, we'll try and bring back <laughs> fashion uh, next week and continue to talk about her outfits. At this point, I mean, what I really want to do is talk specifically about each outfit but obviously first of all that would be the next 30 minutes of our podcast at least Mm -hmm. uh we'd go way over time uh second of all every single one is so flawless that it almost blurs into the next one because they're just part of her so yeah i was gonna say we could pick favorites but you can't Mm -mm. it's impossible not possible there's just no point and I hate her for it, and I love her for it, and I wish I was her for it. Mm-hmm. So goodbye to our fashion section. 
I don't even know if it'll come back next week. I feel like this whole show is just like out the window, fashion section. Like, what was the budget when the CGI tiger looked like an actual real life tiger? And also, her wardrobe is off the charts. And also, they have a new car every 10 minutes. Like, where's the money coming from? Some billionaire decided to make a K-drama. And they did good. They made a good drama. Um, can I say I did not expect, like, I didn't really know what this show was about. I knew it was cool. I had watched the first episode and a half. I knew we were going to have ghosts. I did not expect to have a happy award winner in the first (laughs) four episodes and to just cry. Yep, I did cry. I cried very hard. Uh, when the happy award winner came to us. Uh, quick background for those who haven't been present for every running joke that we've created on this insane podcast. The happy award came out of the show called Goblin or Guardian, depending on what depending on what time you've you started watching it, Goblin or Guardian. Uh, and there was a dog named Happy. And we at the point that we awarded the happy award to Happy said the words and there will never be another happy and then we uh found him so so here he is <laughs> our happy award winner what's his name uh sundal 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 uh wins the happy award for being the goodest boy i cried a lot more at that than i did at the father and son in the car accident <laughs> Same. and i think i'm broken <laughs> I didn't want to confront that I'm a broken person <laughs> that cares more about dog lives than human lives. And in these first four episodes, I have had to, and I regret watching this show. Here's where I was at with it. As I watched the part with uh, the dog, I could hear my own dog snoozing. I could hear him snoring. It was five in the morning. He had not gotten up yet. He was asleep in his bed, and I wasn't ready for all of the feelings about dog ownership and dog love and the love between a dog and an owner as I listened to the soft, sweet snores of my dumb, wonderful baby. And I uh, 100% yes, cried so hard at that part and um, maybe teared up a little at the father-son moment. Yeah. I think it... I like to think... I like to think it might be because we don't have kids, but we've both had dogs. Yeah. Mm, I'll try and give myself a little pass. Yeah. Maybe someday in the future, I will cry a lot harder at a father dying with his boy. Because that is sad on a deep, deep level. Yep. But a dog choosing to stay with his owner after he had passed, that also hits hard. Yeah. I guess we just shouldn't compare. We're just going to be sad through this whole show. Uh, Welcome to the new Goblin, where (laughs) the whole show is sad, and it's way too deep, and I'm not prepared for it. Uh, It's visually astounding, and I'm always feeling too many emotions. Yup, 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 yup. It's interesting how much... It's, I guess, interesting how... We're so deep into this K-drama world now that we can start to compare and contrast K-dramas. And this is very reminiscent of Goblin. Not in a 
idea stealing way. I mean, because ghosts are ghosts and dealing with death and there's going to be overlapping themes. What's interesting to me is how much this show feels like a combination of Hueyugi and Goblin. Oh, I actually, yeah, I feel I get more Hueyugi vibes from it than I get Goblin vibes from it. I think. I didn't even think of Hayugi, but they have that fashion. Hayugi really upped their fashion game more than any other gay drama. Yeah. So I see that. But also the like kind of sending ghosts off mm-hmm. versus collecting them in a decent manner. Yeah. Kind of the like- Grim Reaper. Yeah, even though there's that as well. And then, yeah, just like the modern day Ghostbusters, kind of. Um, but yeah. I think. Yeah, it's interesting having just watched Lovely Horribly to think that some of the best dramas that we've ever watched surround death and ghosts and the dearly departed. Yeah. So it can be done in in many, many ways, and it's really cool to find one that is done in some of the most touching and tactful ways. Yeah, I really, really like it. I like how they handle death and... Um, and ghosts, for the most part. The ghosts all kind of become at least vaguely heartless, I guess. So There's some ghost inconsistencies that I do not blame them for, but uh, it's odd. You know, I'm just going to not think too hard about ghost theories, because why is that little ghost girl in the elevator able to stretch her arm all the way past, you know, like four feet long? what? Why do blind people get their eyes gouged out? Yeah. <laughs> what? What? There, are, there are things, there are questions that I think will not be answered in due time. And that's fine. I'll just enjoy spooky ghosts while they're spooking. Spooky ghosts be spooking. Spooky ghosts be spooking. And we'll give all our love and attention to the ghosts with storylines and uh, real, real people lives. We'll have a good time. I have a question. Yeah. It may not have an answer, but since we're talking about ghost theories and, like, inconsistencies, it seemed like ghosts can sometimes be invisible, even in, like, the hotel and in the, like, ghost world, and to people who can see ghosts, they can sometimes be invisible. So Coffee Guy is a recurring ghost, and he seemed to be there as soon as Manuel left the balcony after a quite romantic scene uh coffee ghost just kind of pops up and is like can i have some coffee is he there the whole the whole scene is he just watching i do get a little bit concerned that coffee ghost you know um is everything we fear in ghosts which is to say really invasive (laughs) at our best moments at our worst moments ghosts are there i just want want everyone to know that Coffee Ghost is there. Coffee Ghost is here to remind you. Coffee Ghost is always watching. <laughs> Dude, get out of here. It's not your moment. You have It's you, not your moment. I don't want to be insensitive to the ghost that doesn't have eyes, but you do, my friend. So get. Get. Like, you know where to get the coffee. It comes from the bar. It's. it's a, I am not a waiter out on the balcony asking, asking who wants coffee. <laughs> I'm here with a lady having a moment. Do not come and ask me for coffee. Right. Coffee hope, ghost, get out of here. 
I hope Coffee Ghost shows up right after the scene that ended the fourth episode. <laughs> like they kiss for the first time. <laughs> and then Coffee He's Ghost. He's in room 13. <laughs> what if Coffee Ghost is the ghost in room 13? <laughs> Hi, guys. I don't mean to be a bother. Um, could I get a refill on the coffee? Coffee Ghost, <laughs> god dang it. <laughs> Stop. You know where the coffee is. It's not yourself. Not in room thirteen. What do you think the sad story is behind Coffee Ghost that all he wants is coffee? I don't know. Have you seen Detective Pikachu? (laughs) No, I haven't. Pikachu is also a little bit like that. (laughs) It's an addiction. (laughs) Uh, We poke fun, but uh, it's an addiction. Do you think Coffee Ghost takes cream with his coffee? You know. You're asking the important questions, Raquel, <laughs> and uh, I gotta say I don't have answers. Fair. Um, by the next episode, if they haven't explained Coffee Ghost's sad Coffee Ghost story, then I will come up with a Coffee Ghost story. I don't really want to do it. I want to like really dedicate the time it deserves to the Coffee Ghost backstory. So yeah, we're short on time right now. Uh, we should really cut this off. So think on it. And he seemed to have, he seemed to be rounding the bend towards an ending, toward the end of episode four. He seemed to be looking a little more normal. Yeah, his face was looking a little bit more, uh, more lifelike, more ready for moving on to the afterlife. Because that kind of seems to be a thing that as their problems are solved at Hotel De Luna. They also look less like the gruesome end they met. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Um, There's so much that we didn't cover. Like (laughs) a girl who legit just stole another girl's body. That we're just... I mean, I thought we weren't even going to actually deal with it. I'm a little bit glad that it made an appearance again. Like they talked about how she may be the next... uh, person i'm wondering if her end is her becoming the next hotel de luna owner Ooh, prediction corner over here welcome to prediction bringing the strong game as always (laughs) so yeah um we'll see if that actually comes to fruition prediction corner rarely does but (laughs) i i like it i like where that story i've made up is heading I like it too, and it seems reasonable enough since, like you said, we had a story, it was buck wild, we finished it, and then ten scenes later, that wasn't the end. She comes back, she's mentioned. So what's going to happen next? She's she's not dead yet. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's a million other things that we didn't talk about that were probably more reasonable than the things we spent time talking about (laughs) as usual um something that we almost never point out in our episodes but maybe we can start uh making more of a point of of calling out we are not part of the film industry and we have very little actual knowledge or expertise in critiquing you know shows films entertainment generally we just really like to talk about k-dramas and if you wanted to talk about k-dramas with us we have a lot of places that we can talk about it at that we would love to hear from you there if you wanted to write us something we have an email uh it's play on k podcast at gmail.com we lit like we love to get your 
letters. Uh, we've gotten a couple to our email, and they make our whole world every time. It's astounding. Oh. Also, if you want to write something more public that everybody can see, read and be heard, um, we have a Discord. You can get access through our Patreon. If you become our patron on Patreon and help us out, support the show, we are patreon.com slash playonk. We have a new Discord channel where you can connect with other K-drama fans and other fans of Play on K and tell them what you think of all these dramas. So much going on there. Yes. and Come say hi. Yeah, I I don't really know how everything works because I'm the pits about really understanding how these communities work. Uh, do we get to like hop into Discord and talk about stuff with people? Because I, I would love to. We do. Okay. We are members of our own Discord, yes. 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 <laughs> so we're there. Yeah. We'll hop in every once in a while and just talk about K-dramas, and especially if y'all are hopping in and we can like really live that K-drama love life. Live it. Live it. Live it. When you want to listen to us, we are on iTunes, and you can rate and review us on iTunes, and we would love you forever, and we will absolutely kind of, we'll give you a little shout out for a five-star review on the podcast, just because I feel like that's a nice thing to do. Acknowledgement for acknowledgement. Yes. Thank you. We are at Play on K on Twitter, and there you can find what we're watching the most recently, anything that we're up to, fun stuff. Uh, I'm not great at Twitter, but I'm starting to enjoy it more. I'm finding the joy in Twitter, so yeah. come say hi. Every once in a while, we live tweet episodes, and uh, Emily says some of the funniest shit I've ever heard. So hop on <laughs> there and uh, and see what what M has to say, I will start using Twitter. So someday it will become most of us having stuff or both of us having stuff to say. <laughs> uh, last is our website, our beautiful Squarespace website. We are plank.com. And there you can find all of our past episodes. You can leave comments on individual episodes and you can sign up for our newsletter where we'll tell you exciting stuff with the show and not spam you. Pretty much just exciting stuff with the show. Yeah, and we have our theme song that you heard at the beginning and you're probably hearing right about now. Uh, funk show, brother. That's not it, Raquel. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It's uh, Our theme song is by our wonderful friend who we love. His name is James Hevel. He's so talented. We love our song and we love you. We love you, James, and we love you all for listening. Thank you so much, and join us next week for the next four episodes of Hotel de Luna. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.